0: Welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB, Get Your Sexy Back, Health and Fitness Movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds, and on that journey, I found joy, peace, and more self-love. That's how the GYSB Movement got started, because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey, and now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? okay so this is a little story time this story is about me going to you're taking it way back okay this is a story about me going to my senior prom in high school with my brother <laughs> I went to my senior prom right one of the best times of a girl's life where she gets gussied up and she gets a cool date and she goes to senior prom with a special person well my special person was my brother I went to the prom with my brother let me tell you how this happened so um people who know me from Tulsa they know that I was a pretty good girl I was actually pretty popular But as a preacher's kid, you know, PKs, you know, we kind of be doing our own thing. I kind of liked bad boys. I did. Um, And I was also not a very studious person in high school. I didn't really like school, I wasn't really into it. What I really wanted to do was be an actress. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be an actress. And I wanted to move to LA, I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted my name and lights. I wanted everybody to know who I was. And I was determined to get there at some point. And at some point, I will tell you about how I learned of LA and how I got the desire to move to LA. I'll tell you about that at another time. But right now, just know that LA was the goal. So I was dating this guy. I was, it was my senior year. And I believe we had been dating even like a little bit of my junior year as well. This guy um, wasn't very studious. He was kind of in the streets doing some things. Let's just keep it at that because I want to make sure that I am not throwing other people under the bus when I tell these stories because it's you know, it's been 30 years. There's no need to bring up s- silly stuff. but anyway, so I was dating this guy. I was in high school. I was not a very studious gal. And I didn't have the best grades at all. Um, But I had enough, you know, to be eligible to do certain things, certain things, not all things, but certain things. So I was actually on the speech and debate team, but I wasn't doing speech and debate. Our speech and debate team was Lincoln Douglas style debate extemporaneous speaking and also they had a theater kind of acting component where we also competed um at the same sort of tournaments that that the speech and debate um team competed in so i was pretty good at acting i will say i was pretty good at acting and i was able to get to this competition get through this competition get some trophies and you know, advance on to the next level. So the next level was going to a competition that was in Boston um, at Harvard University. So I was really excited that I was gonna be on Harvard campus. So I went to this tournament. We flew out there, the speech and debate team, such a great experience for a high school student. Um, And when I got back, my mom picked me up from the airport. And there was something weird about my mom. Like, she just was kind of quiet. Like, I knew she had to tell me something. It was like, what's up with you, girl? What's going on? Let us just know what's happening. And she, um, she, I got in the car, I shut the door, and I'm like, what is it? And she was really quiet. And let's call the boyfriend at the time. Let's give him a name. Let's call him Lee. Let's just make up a name, Okay. And at that time, I said, is it Lee? What's wrong with Lee? Because I knew Lee was out there. Lee was in the streets. Lee was doing his thing. Lee wasn't always doing things that were, you know, legal. And uh, she said, yeah, it's Lee. And I said, what's wrong with Lee? Mom, what's wrong with Lee? And she said, he's been shot. And I just felt my heart go to the bottom of my stomach. Because, I, you know, I thought I loved Lee. You know that young love. I thought I was in love with Lee. So I'm like, is he dead? She's like, no. He's not dead. But it's really serious. He's in ICU. And I said, mom, take me to him. Take me to him right now. I don't even want to go home. Just take me to him. And my mom said, okay. Because my mom and my dad knew that uh, I really liked Lee. And there were times where I would do stuff I wasn't supposed to do to get over to Lee. And so at some point they were just like, whatever, this is a man. We gonna support as much as we can. We ain't loving it, but we gonna support as much as we can. So my mom takes me to the hospital and Lee is there and Lee is in ICU and his family is there. And Lee is on this rotating bed, right? Because they have to get the blood circulating. Um, he had been shot in the spine, and it was really bad. Um, Lee was in the hospital for quite some time. I'm, I'm going to skip over a, a lot of things here because it, that's not really the point of the story. The point of the story is how I got to prom with my brother. Um, so Lee was on this you know, ICU. He was in ICU for a while, and then finally he got out of ICU. And prom was coming up. And I was excited about prom, But I was still dating Lee because, you know, your girl is loyal. Your girl always been loyal. That is one of my core values. (laughs) One of my core values is loyalty. So your girl was super loyal. She was still dating Lee. She was going up to the hospital, visiting Lee, making sure Lee was good, making sure Lee knew that she was down. Right? Your girl was the Bonnie to Lee's Clyde. So anyway, prom came up. I was asked by a few people to go to prom because people didn't think I was still with Lee, or they knew Lee was in the hospital and they were like, Well, Lee in the hospital, maybe she can go with me. And I'm like, Nah, man. Lee is my dude. I gotta be loyal. Like, I can't be going to prom with somebody else. Like, this is a high school student with this thought process. Like, really, I should have been thinking about me and how I wanted to enjoy prom. And if Lee couldn't go, then I should have been like, Okay, Lee, fine. That's your fault that you are where you are in life because you made that choice i'm gonna go to the prom with somebody else and i'm gonna have a good time but no your girl was super loyal so i went to the prom with my brother my older brother my older brother is one year older than me and he was and still is my first best friend (laughs) So I'm not saying my older brother really loved the whole situation and how I was being super loyal to Lee and how I was turning other dates down to go to the prom. But he was, you know, he was the older brother and he was like, if this is what you want to do, fine. Fine. So I got my dress made. I think I've shown you guys a dress before. It's this really pretty black dress that I drew on a piece of paper. And I was like designing my prom dress and my friend it also designed her prom dress. And we had this seamstress who could make anything that we would draw on paper anything that we would draw on paper. This lady was bad, okay? So she made our prom dresses and they were both absolutely gorgeous. So my dress was so pretty. I wanted to show Lee my prom dress. Lee was still in the hospital because Lee was really severely injured and he was in the hospital for a long time. Thank God he was still alive. So I told my brother, I said, before we go to the prom, I really need to show Lee my prom dress. He said, for real? He really want to go and show Lee your prom dress I said I got to show him he's got to see how beautiful I looked he's got to see how beautiful I looked because he got to see how he could have taken me to prom and we both would look so great together and I also want him to know that I'm not going to the prom with anybody else I'm just going with you and he's got to see how loyal I am because I'm such a great girlfriend so my brother reluctantly reluctantly drove me up to the hospital to see Lee to show Lee my dress. So I get to the hospital, I walk in, and I see Lee's mom, I see his sisters, and they have this, this look on their faces like, oh shoot, uh, <laughs> she's here. And I'm like, why are they looking like that? And I'm like, hey y'all, see my dress? I'm twirling around, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> they see the dress, but uh, Mm, okay and I'm like what's going on where what's going on like let me go see Lee I want to show him my dress and they said well he's back there you know in the room what they gonna do at this point there's nothing they can do I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see right so I go and I'm going back to the room and I feel something in my spirit ain't right but I'm still going on back there because I gotta see my boo I gotta show my boo my dress so I open the door and um lee is there and sorry i don't know what happened to my light but there we go lee is there and so is let's give her a name so is amy amy's there too you may be wondering who amy is i was actually wondering why amy was there i knew amy because amy went to school with my brother Uh, my brother and i did not go to the same high school my brother knew amy My brother did not know Amy was there. I did not know Amy was there. But the family knew Amy was there. And when I got there, Amy was there. And Amy was looking at me like, why are you here? So I look at Lee. And I'm like, why is she here? And he said, she just came to see about me. Don't worry about it. Amy, can you leave for a second? Let me holler at at her for a second and i'm like what is happening right now so amy rolls her eyes and has a major attitude and walks out of the room so i get teary-eyed and i'm like lee what is happening why is she here oh you know she just came to see about me that's all don't worry about it baby let me see your dress i'll oh, turn around let me see your dress i look oh look at you look at you you look so beautiful And there was something about me that day that I just let it go. I let it go. I twirled. I smiled. And I felt beautiful. And I was showing him how beautiful I looked and how loyal I was that I was going to the prom with my brother. The things we do when we're young, right? So I ended up going to the prom with my brother. And, uh, I stayed with Lee and Lee eventually got out of the hospital. I of course eventually graduated from high school and I was still in Tulsa and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life really, except for being an actress. And I didn't really know how I was going to become this famous actress, but I knew that college wasn't really for me. I wasn't studious. I w- it didn't feel like I was super smart Uh, I think I knew I was intelligent. I think at the time I knew I was intelligent, but I wasn't an academic and I wasn't interested in that. So I didn't know what I was going to do. But for the time being, I was in Tulsa and I was still seeing about Lee. So I would go over to Lee's house when Lee got out of the hospital. I would go over to his house and I would, you know, try to do these exercises with him because there were exercises that Lee needed to do in order for Lee to potentially walk again that was the goal the goal was for Lee to walk again and I was trying to be by Lee's side and I was trying to you know stick it out like the good girlfriend that I was because you know I thought I was in love well there would be times when I would go over to Lee's house and I would get there and Lee would be on his way out the door wheeling himself out the door waiting for his homies to pick him up knowing that I was on the way and then when I would get there Sometimes he would be there on his way out and be like, "Babe, I'll be back in a minute," knowing he wouldn't come back in a minute. Or he would be like, "Gone," and mom and sister would be like, "He's not here. Um, but maybe he'll be back in a little bit." And I would just sit there and wait and wait and wait. And at some point it clicked that I wanted More for Lee than Lee wanted for himself. I wanted for Lee to walk more than Lee wanted to walk for himself. And there were other people and other things that were said to me. And I won't say those things now because it's 30 years ago and there's no need for me to bring certain things up. But I had um, a lot of people in my ear telling me it was time for me to go. Leave Lee, move on with my life. And I had an aunt in California, in Southern California, who had an apartment and she said that I could live with her for a little bit if I wanted to move to LA because that's exactly where I wanted to be. And long story short, I told my mom and my dad I was moving to LA. I told them that I would enroll in school because I wanted to make sure that they felt like I was moving to LA to pursue academics, you know, at least try to earn a college degree my mom had a college degree she wanted me to have a college degree I didn't necessarily want a college degree but I did want to get to LA and I did want to have my name in lights so I moved to LA I moved into my aunt's apartment my aunt at the time was doing in-home care like nursing kind of stuff with somebody and so she was never there so I had this apartment in the senior living building (laughs) It wasn't fancy. But I had this apartment basically to myself while my aunt was out doing her job and doing overnights. She did a lot of overnights. But I still needed a job. So I there was a bank next door and I had never worked at a bank. I actually wasn't that good with numbers or money. But I applied for the bank. This is at the time when you could go in and fill out an application. And when you fill out an application, you sometimes see the hiring manager or some people who are in charge of making things happen and so there was this guy his name was Michael Bell and Michael Bell was the um assistant manager at the bank and so he took my application and I told him you know call me call me you know I had this really like charming personality and you know even now as a director of development and fundraising I, my personality and my authentic approach to things and like real sincerity It was there at the time, too, when I was 19. And so I applied for this job, and they didn't call me back. But because the bank was right next door to where I was staying at my auntie's house, I would periodically walk over to the bank. And I did it so much that I got on Michael Bell's nerves. And he would just shoo me out. He was so rude, but in a funny way, he would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got your application. I'll let you know if we're going to, you don't need to come back over here anymore. We'll let you know if we want to hire you. We will let you know, like, there's no need to come. I still went back. <laughs> and then one morning I was there pretty early and he was there, I opened the door and uh, he was like, you again. And I said, "I listen, I really need this job. I really want this job. I can do it. I promise I can do it. You won't be disappointed. so he gave me the job he's like fine (laughs) he's like fine you can have the job so I started as a part-time teller at this bank and that is part one I stopped there I'll stop there as part one but that is how I went to the prom with my brother I ended up in California and I ended up getting a job at California Federal Bank as my first job in LA. Okay, so I, you know, I was just feeling good tonight. And I wanted to share a little bit of a personal story. Going to the prom with my brother, the one of the major events of a young person's life. And I chose to be super loyal to somebody who wasn't super loyal to me, clearly. But uh, that's just that's just who I am. Like I'm a super loyal friend. I'm super down with you. I'm not as stupid as I used to be, where if I see a red flag, then I'm out. But at the time, that's kind of how it was operating. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story. We'll do more story time. We'll do a part two. Let's just say we'll do a part two. And so that part two will start. We'll pick up where I left off today, which is working at the bank. That was my first job in L.A. So we'll pick that up at some point. I don't know when, but uh, stay tuned. Make sure you're following the GYSB Talks podcast. We got all kinds of things going on here. I do solo um, episodes and some of them are more serious than others. This is like a real personal one. Uh, If you haven't listened to some of the other ones, check them out. I did one about the time that I dated a pastor. Uh, I also have great guests on the podcast. Guests who will help us all elevate to our next level of optimal living and uh, that's the goal of the podcast the podcast is for us to look at the different areas of our life mentally physically emotionally financially occupationally in our relationships with our family members and you know in platonic relationships and romantic relationships just looking at our lives and saying gosh what area do I need to get my sexy back in because there is never really going to be a time where all areas of our life are thriving right? Where we're thriving in all of these dimensions of wellness. There's always going to be an area where we need to GYSB, get your sexy back. Okay. So that's what the episodes are about. They're about empowering us. Some of them are story time, like the one today, but even in this story today, there is a lesson to be learned. And the lesson to be learned is don't be uh, loyal to a fault to where you're making decisions that don't really make sense. Right, because your needs aren't being met and you are being disrespected um, and you're allowing yourself to be disrespected. Like you're just sitting there taking it and you are missing beautiful moments of your life and opportunities for you to really have a beautiful experience because you're being loyal to somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve your loyalty, all right? Even though that is a story from high school when I was, you know, 18 years old, the messaging in this story still is relevant to anybody at any age, all right? So I hope you enjoyed the story. Again, follow GYSB Talks. It's the number one podcast for women in their 50s, even in their 40s or 60s, who want to elevate to their next level of optimal living, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. I am so excited that you're here. If you have any questions, please ask. You can DM me on Instagram. I am GYSB Movement on all social media platforms, and I look forward to staying connected to you. Until the next time, every uh, every Monday episodes are dropped six a.m. Pacific Standard Time every Monday. So until next Monday, I will talk to you soon. Take care. content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute For the advice of a health professional, never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.